the Author Hangout episode number 140. And I just sort of sit, set aside, all right, maybe this book selling thing isn't for me, but I still am a writer and I still want to be in relationship and, and grow in this craft and know people. Welcome to the Author Hangout, where we interview best-selling authors and experts in the book publishing industry to reveal the tips and advice you need to succeed as an author in today's publishing landscape. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sean Manaher. Welcome to another episode of the Author Hangout, where authors like you learn how to sell more books through the lessons, experiences, and wisdom from their fellow authors. She's the author of Looming Transitions, Starting and Finishing Well in Cross-Cultural Service. Having now lived in China for over 18 years, when she first moved there, she knew only three words, hello, thank you, and watermelon. Now a regular blog contributor at The Messy Middle, she also works extensively with Velvet Ashes as content creator, curator, book club host, and connection group coordinator. Please welcome author Amy Young. Amy, thanks for joining me on The Author Hangout. Well, thanks, Sean. It's so exciting to be here, and I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. You got it, Amy. And I do want to know, like, how did you even know how to say watermelon Ah. in China? (laughs) Well, when I first went, it was on a summer trip, and it was so hot. And this was, like, back in the early 90s, so there was basically no um, air conditioning. And the only way to stay cool was to eat watermelon in the summer. So if you eat watermelon every day... You know how to say it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Amy, uh, folks may not know who you are, but uh, through this experience of being able to tell your story on the Author Hangout, we do want to get to know your story. Where did it all start for you to become an author? Kind of walk us through those steps. Well, it began probably like a lot of people really behind the scenes. I moved to China, and as I said, this was in the early 90s. Well, it was the mid-90s when I officially quit my job in the U.S. and moved um The internet and email was just beginning to come about, but when I first went, I didn't even have a computer. And so it was truly through handwritten letters. Um, I wrote tons of letters that I would mail to my parents, and then they would photocopy them and mail them out to friends and family. Um, As well, I wrote newsletters just to let kind of people interested in the, the journey know about that. So kind of those two forks of just writing letters and sharing my life and stories in China. You say cross-cultural services. Were you like in the CIA or something? <laughs> what, what was going on there? No, it's more, uh, we're full-time Christians, uh, okay. but also then teaching English. We were in as English teachers oh. and just taking that really seriously. So Christians, but as full-time English teachers. Sure, understood, yeah. understood. Uh, and, and with that, Amy, you are starting to cultivate this writing and this this. Uh, telling your journey uh, through what you're writing. How did that ultimately turn into you becoming a published author? About, it was in 2011, I started a blog. You know, that was the sort of thing where, you know, a lot of people were saying, you need to start a blog, you're such a good writer. But I already sort of had like the newsletter, I'll call it gig going. And at first, I just wasn't clear. Like, if you don't kind of have something that you're aiming for, why would you start it? And and then I certain things within my job were beginning to change. And I just sort of felt like I was having less and less of a voice. And I thought, well, you know what? A blog is a place you can have a voice. And then if people want to read it, they can. And if they don't want to read it, they don't have to. So I started a blog. And again, people just kept saying, oh, you've got a book in you. And I I would imagine a lot of the listeners both believe that and have been told that. Um, But sometimes 
you just don't know, is this going to be the book? Can you sort of start working on something or is this going to be the book? Um, and so I just would say I kind of just kept showing up. And finally, one of the ideas sort of landed. Um, I moved back to the States in 2013. Um, and interestingly enough, the year before I moved back, I actually wrote the rough draft of Looming Transitions. It was based on a presentation I gave every year to teachers within our organization who were getting ready to transition back to North America. So sort of like, how do you finish well, knowing this is my last semester in this job or this assignment, how do I finish well? And I had done a lot of research, and most of the transition literature is related to retirement, which is great. But I was like, you know, I'm whatever, in my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And this thing is coming to an end, but I'm not retiring per se. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. And you, I heard you say this, and and I like to try and unearth this a little bit. You talked about people saying that you have, you know, you should write a blog. You're such a good writer. And then they started saying you have a a, a book in you. Like, how did you know to like? take those people up on their suggestions? Or were these some things that you were thinking that you actually had in you as well? I would say a bit of both. Um, I had been, as I said, kind of coming up to my own transition, knowing probably my time in China was ending. But I had spent most of my adult life teaching English and in leadership and helping people really do very well, helping foreigners in China really survive and do well, thrive in their lives in China. Um, and as I was thinking about coming back to the U.S. and needing to, you know, have a job here, I'm thinking, what in the world can I do? Like, I've spent 20 years. Most of my skills don't transfer well back to the U.S. <laughs> most Americans aren't just dying to know how to live well in China. So. And so I thought, you know, everyone cue up the laugh track. I thought, I know. I'll be an author. I can write. That's the way I'll support myself. I'll just write books and, you know, the money's going to roll in. And what happened there? Like in, in terms of the reality of that, did it were Did you try and, and nothing happened? Like, how, tell me about that. Yes. So I did do, you know, I did research probably like, again, like many of the listeners and sort of found out I need to have a blog and a social presence. So started being more active on Facebook and set up a Twitter account and, um, all of the set up my author page on Facebook, and I started trying to get an agent. I wrote a book proposal, actually, for Looming Transitions, and I, I contacted numerous agents, many of whom never even acknowledged I'd written to them, which is fine. And a few gently said, you know, thank you, this idea isn't for us, and didn't really give me feedback why, which is also fine, but then I felt like I kind of had to figure out what is not quite desirable here. And I think, honestly, the biggest thing is looking at me, people didn't think I had a large enough platform to sell books. And I understand for traditionally published, there is a, you know, there is a, a financial reality that they have to face. So how did you overcome this? Like what, what has been your success? And I know that you've used something in, in your book marketing experience to help you to sell books. So t tell me a little bit about your your knowledge as you've learned how to sell books and what's been the result of that? Well, you know what's interesting, Sean, is I stumbled upon something that I don't see talked about very much. I stumbled upon two things. And the first was I think once I quit trying to do it, I'll say on my own, and I just went out and joined some online communities 
where at that point I was not trying to, I think we can all tell when someone is genuinely interested in us or when they're just sort of trying to use us to sell books. And I just sort of set aside, all right, maybe this book selling thing isn't for me, but I still am a writer and I still want to be in relationship and and grow in this craft and know people. Um, And you mentioned in the intro in my bio, I'm part of something called velvetashes.com. And it is an online community for expat women who are living, Christian expat women who are living and serving outside of kind of their home country. And so I just worked a lot with them writing blog posts, leading the book club discussion, and just building relationships. And I think that is just one of the key marketing strategies that has worked so well because I didn't go in. You you know when sometimes you feel so desperate for something to work, there's almost like this grabbing at it. And when you can almost just like open your hands and release it and say, you know what, maybe nothing is going to come of this uh, except for really great relationships. And you know what, that's actually pretty great. And I think sometimes when you can just release it, there's this freedom. So I went from sort of feeling like this desperate person of this has to save me. (laughs) Financially, this has got to rescue me to this almost now can be a gift I offer. Um, to to this community, even to myself, of no longer, like, feeling this desperation. Um, and so as I just got involved in more communities and private Facebook writing groups and blog places, and um, it's interesting because I do still absolutely love my personal blog, The Messy Metal, and I would call it sort of like my digital home base, but it's no longer the only place I am online. And I think that sort of diversification that has worked well for me. So through Velvet Ashes, um, we ran this series on people in transitions. And as people were commenting on it and saying, oh, man, I really wish there was some resource that helped people getting ready to go through transitions. I'm sitting there going, well, there is. It's a book I wrote two years ago just sitting on my computer. (laughs) Um, And so I pulled it out. I worked with an editor. Um, and we can talk about that process, but worked with the editor and got a cover designer, found someone to format it. And a year ago in January, Looming Transitions, I'll use the language, was born. It went from just sort of this thing I'd been working on and on my computer and that I knew of for years to now out into the public domain. How have sales been? Like, how how do you sell that? I sell it several ways. And I will say, again, I think we each have a different standard of like what's considered, you know, good or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or successful. I have been delightfully surprised how well it has done, given the fact that all the messages from like the traditional route, and I don't mean to slam on traditional route, but the messages I had sort of gotten was there's, you're too much of a risk because there's no way this is going to sell. Can I be honest? Yes. I'm thinking like, this is such a micro niche. Like yes. I, I'm thinking that it's not going to be a huge, huge seller. But walk us through, because I'm thinking the same thing. Like not, and again, I have no stake in this, but I, I would not be surprised that they would say that. Right, and and the more I understand the industry, I understand that as well. Um, what I think that maybe I either had not communicated well enough. I I do think probably Looming Transitions is not going to be a book that's going to be in, you know, airport bookstores or kind of bookstores. I get that online. Um, But there is there turns out there are so many people 
who are living overseas um, and wanting resources that specifically address kind of themselves. So, for example, someone from Australia living in Africa. I mean, this this turns out it's a much more global market than merely the United States. And that was one thing I had not even fully grasped myself. Interesting. So the book is up. It's on Amazon. That's my primary way of sell, selling. So you can either order it, you know, print on demand with, through CreateSpace or on Kindle. Um, and because my audience tends to be much more international, it turns out they really want the digital product, but they also want physical product. And that is then what sort of pushed me to do the second thing that helped my marketing. I discovered a um, website called Gumroad, G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com. And how I stumbled into Gumroad.com and the way it's helped my marketing is several people contacted me readers, readers, so people that I don't know, several readers contacted me saying, hey, you know, those questions that you ask in Chapter 10, would you mind if I just photocopied them off and used them with other people I know who are going through transitions? And in part, no, I didn't mind. That was great. But in part, I thought, well, wait a second. If I could package those <laughs> questions in another format, mm. I could make it, I could still earn some money on it, but, you know, at, a, at an affordable rate. Um to where then I don't have to say, sure, photocopy my book. I can say, um, mm -hmm. actually, here's this other resource, you know, for only whatever, $5, you can buy this. So it's a very reasonable price, but it's a way for me as the author who did invest a lot of time, money, and effort into this to recoup a little bit. So I, so in essence, people were asking for some kind of workbook. Do you have like a workbook that we could go through having read the book, Looming Transitions, and kind of work through some of these ideas? And I thought, well, that is a great idea. But to me, workbook also sort of means physical product. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get a physical product into someone's hand wherever? In Germany, who buys it, it from the U.S., they're not going to want to pay all of that shipping internationally. And I was talking in you know, my, my mastermind group, and someone said, oh, gumroad.com is the best way to sell downloadable PDFs. And I'd never heard of it, and I went out and explored. And it turned out there are so many options with Gumroad for us as independent authors to be able to kind of do spin-off products on our books, upload them, and then sell them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So walk us through some of this, because now you're you're the resident expert on Gumroad. Any questions I ever have, I'm just going to ask you. Great. But what, what are some of the features of Gumroad that you see helping authors? Well, the two main features that I see is, one, you can upload PDFs. So I worked with a graphic artist designer, and I would just send her my workbook as a document and then she went in and added like text text boxes so say someone downloads the pdf they can either type in their answers right there or if they want to print it off and handwrite in it so suddenly it means your products can go out all over the world and people are not having to factor in shipping costs which is just tremendous um Okay, so I get it now. So it's a you you get paid for this as well. So you're making money off of somebody's the digital download that they can do just print off whenever they need it. Yes, I'm sorry I didn't make that clear. I was trying to find a way that I could sell the workbooks, but I was not still 
in the earliest phases of my career, and I would still say I'm in the earliest phases, like how to set up a whole online store on my website. That just felt, and figuring out sales taxes in this state or that state, it just felt overwhelming. So through Gumroad, you upload a product. So I just upload the PDF, create a little cover design. You write a blurb about it. So this is the companion guide to looming transitions. You can work through, da 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 um, and then you get to set a price. So prices on Gumroad are in even dollar amounts. So it could be, you could make it just zero if you want to create like a freebie that's, that you then have links and can give away. Um, but you can set it. I set mine at $5. Obviously you can set it at any price. Um, and then Gumroad has different, I'm at the cheapest, cheapest, I don't pay anything to Gumroad level. Um, I believe Per transaction, so everything I sell, they get 35 cents per transaction and then mm, a certain percentage, maybe 5%. So I found in general, I was selling a $5 workbook. I got to keep about $4.50 and Gumroad kept about 50 cents, which for me, okay. oh, that was totally worth it. Yeah. So they're handling everything and even tech questions, like if there were any problems, which I only had one person in all the things I've sold had a question, um, but then Gumroad handled it. Is this a standalone website that you send to people, or do you know if this integrates, like, with WordPress or anything like that? It is It is both. It is a standalone. Uh, standalone. So, like, I have my own Gumroad account, gumroad.com backslash Amy Young, and then all of your products are kind of on that one page. But each product itself can have its own link. So if you want to hyperlink it, um, as well, they've got widgets for everything. So you can you can embed widgets then on the side of your blog or on blog posts or even like on Facebook or things. I have been shocked how many ways that you could integrate. Um, and it's so wonderful because let's say for then, then I was contacted, well, this is great. How about do you have any resources for children, for families in transition? So I took out Looming Transitions, and I just wrote a companion guide for families. So then now mm. I've got two resources that kind of just were spun off or born out of one book. And I'll tell you, when I first wrote Looming Transitions, I thought it was a standalone book. I did not realize all of the potential products that could kind of legitimately be spun off and then still be revenue streams for me. And that was one of the reasons I contacted you wanting to do this interview is I just think – too often as authors, we haven't been challenged enough to realize, oh, even if you're a fiction writer, if you're a nonfiction writer, how can you take your first book and think of some spin-off things that might not be merely books, like PDFs or workbooks? Um, or Gumroad has a phenomenal way for doing audiobooks. So if, if hmm. authors are interested in doing audiobooks and have looked into audible.com, which, again, I think that's a wonderful resource. But my frustration with Audible is I think their pricing is rather high. For a book like mine, Looming Transitions is about 150 pages. I think Audible is great for much longer books. The pricing is more reasonable. But mm -hmm. you don't have as much control over Audible. So on Gumroad, you can upload your MP3. So each chapter could be a separate MP3. Or if you've just got a really short book, you know, one big MP3. Gumroad has apps. 
So your a client, a, a person who purchases one of your products will, if they'd like, can download the app on their phone. And then the interface is phenomenal. So you up, it will have my book on there, and it's just as if they were listening on Audible, on an Audible app. So chapter one starts, you know, read, 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 you get to the end, mm-hmm. and it just automatically goes into chapter two. It can keep all of your books right there in the app. It can keep all of your products. Um, so also what I liked is I was able to, my sister is a voiceover talent at laurayoungvoiceover.com. So she read my book. So you can upload your book, and then you could add products. So I added, I threw in my workbook for free. So you can hmm. bundle things and upload them on Gumroad. Is there any uh, discoverability that is, do people go to Gumroad to find resources? Or is this where if you have an audience, you can send people to it in order to sell to kind of avoid uh, Amazon uh, Amazon as a platform? Right. I would say a bit of both. And again, part of the reason I want to do this interview, and I'd love for more and more people to hear about Gumroad, because I feel it's this hidden treasure that's kind of unknown. And even people now who I launched my audiobook last month, and people who have gotten it have said, like, oh, my word, I never knew you could get audiobooks so reasonably priced and so professionally done outside of mm. Audible. Um, and so I think even as much as we all as a author community can kind of spread the word, it, it, it will grow and more people will know. So I would say both some discoverability and then some more just me sharing and being a part of different Facebook groups and sharing with my lists and. Can somebody then be on Amazon as well as Gumroad or are there any issues with that? I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on, on you know, on TV. My <laughs> or podcast. That, this is one of the things I love about, you know, being an independent author is we own all the rights. I think, from what I understand, Audible is going through a big change, and they're changing their exclusivity um, settings or rights or whatever. So I think that is changing. All that to say, I don't know for sure, but I know – it has since I'm not on Audible, it has not been a problem to be on Gumroad. But on the digital side, the only exclusion is if on Amazon, if you're in their KDP Select program, right. where you can't offer your book anywhere. Okay, okay. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So in the end, you're using Gumroad to help you to sell your book. You're using it to uh, really just deliver worldwide uh, for your international community. Right. I know a lot of people uh, may be on the U.S. base. There's some international listeners that we have. Uh, but would you say that this is geared for the international person, or is it for anybody who is looking to leverage this as a way in which to uh, sell, sell their book? I would really say it's for anybody. I discovered it because it solved a problem I had. But a month ago, I was presented about Gumroad to my local writers group, and Mm-hmm. jaws dropped of, oh, my word, all these ideas. Um, one person in our writer's group, her niche, she writes a lot about tea parties. And so suddenly now she realized, oh, I could make downloadable how to host a tea party, like checklists. Other novelists. like So I, I think it's very versatile for both U.S. and international based. And then in the end, 
you had talked about way, way back uh, in the interview, and you talked about that you did do, you set up your social presence like on Twitter as well as Facebook. Uh, I assume in some level you're building an email list as well. With that said, does Gumroad help you to build an email list at all? There are options for that. It does gather email addresses. And there's an option at the top that's like that says follow me. So if you'd like to get more information, you can give an email address. Fantastic. Well, it sounds really cool to to utilize Gumroad. Um, Amy, we're fast approaching the end of this episode, but there is one question that we like to ask everybody that joins us, and that is this. If you were starting all over again as a self-published author, what three things would you tell yourself to do to help you sell more books? I think the first is just to genuinely get involved in communities. Like the more relationships you know, it's just good for you to, to know people, but also then to have people to ask questions, resources. We can all only know so much, but others can know things, and then we just share. And so I think that'd be one thing. The second thing is, and I would imagine this could be a whole separate podcast, but I know and I believe in it, preaching of having a an email list. And I've been one of those people, I just, I believed in it. I just wasn't sure when to send out newsletters or what to include in them. And just recently I've worked, I've discovered how to do something every month that didn't feel like I was just forcing it. Before I felt like I've got to write it because everyone says you've got to do it. But if you can find some reason to contact your readers on a regular basis, I think that is really good for authors. And I think the second is just to be part of communities like mastermind groups or other online communities where you can learn about other resources whether that be technical things like microphones or computers or whether that's more software-based, but for each of us to keep growing in our craft. Fantastic. Well, I'm just going to call out, you should start your own podcast. Oh. You've got a great voice, got a lot of knowledge, insight. I think it would be a fantastic thing, and uh, let us know when you're going to launch that. Um, well, thank so you. with that said, as we uh, close this episode of The Author Hangout out, why don't you share with people how they can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. That'd be great. Probably the easiest way is to just go to my website, which is MessyMiddle.com. I think that's where we all live, in the messy middle of life. So. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being part of The Author Hangout. Your insights, lessons, and uh, book information will be found at theauthorhangout.com. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Sean. Free ebook promotions are a foolproof way to gain exposure for your book and attract attention to your authorship. But who wants to waste valuable hours manually searching for sites that promote free books? And we're sure you don't want to fill out multiple submission forms with the same info. With our ebook submit tool, you can reduce the workload, ease the frustration, and speed up your free ebook submissions with a single form that sends your freebie to some of the hottest ebook promotion sites in minutes. Get back to writing, engaging readers, and doing the things you love. Visit bookmarketingtools.com/submit to find out how you can save time while reaching thousands of targeted readers painlessly. Again, that's bookmarketingtools.com/submit. Thanks for listening to The Author Hangout. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher to get the new episodes delivered directly to your device. Watch the video from this episode and get the transcript at theauthorhangout.com. The Author Hangout is brought to you by bookmarketingtools.com.